DJ Thomas, and you're listening to Frequency Interrupted. Ben Chalvera, how are you, man? Hey, I'm good, man. How you doing, DJ? Man, I'm good, dude. I'm excited. So, <laughs> first off, this is the first episode of hopefully one of many of our series of Tequila Talk. Um, you were actually one of two of my first guests, uh-huh. and um, we haven't been in here since then, and that's been over a year and a half ago. Yeah, who would have thought that the world would just split like it has and i i can't even i can't we i couldn't even have predicted it you know i mean we were just hey we came in we're fine everything's good and then and then all of a sudden now our whole even how we go to the grocery store is it do anything it just is different and it, it i don't even know if i could even go back to how things were before because i forgot what it was yeah. like i know it's been uh, it's kind of a breath of fresh air to actually being able to interact with people mm-hmm. you know when we've been able to do this but i'm just saying like out, outside of this scenario it's been it's been interesting for everything to kind of Infections to kind of go down and mm-hmm. stuff vaccination out and people actually being able to mingle again and yeah. we can actually go brush shoulders. Yeah. Well, I got to tell you what, I'm I'm so proud of you for this program that you this thing that you've done. I remember when we first talked about it, you said I'm putting a, I'm putting a I'm putting a podcast together. And I'm like, dude, that sounds great. And and <laughs> your first guest was um, Will. I call him Donnie. Will and myself. Yeah. And it's so funny when you look. You got like Will who. Has gone on and he's got his own podcast yeah, now and his own, one. you know, his own line of clothing and yeah. I'm just trying not to die three times a night from sleep apnea. <laughs> so you know, what what, what the, the your your range of guests? Nobody can say you've got a type. Yeah. Um. You know that you you want any kind of guests, but I have something for you. Okay. Um. Because not only am you know he's talked about tequila. I'm like that's that's my thing. There's a brand of te- what, what's my favorite type of tequila? Uh, Cordelejo. Cordelejo, right. So one of the things I love about Cordelejo is their glasses. Okay. So I made this for you. This is a bottle that I made into a glass. Holy shit, with my logo on it. And there's your logo on it for the first episode of Tequila Talk. Holy shit, that's badass, dude. Now, if you watch it, the back label's probably going to come off. Yeah, but but, um, no, man, that's badass. This will be hand-washed. You can use it as a a Catholic candle. Whatever you want to do, man. I mean, it's, you know, put the Virgin Mary on this or something, you know. But I I love the reason I keep those bottles is because I like... I like them, and they're very strong. Yeah, you I mean know? that's a badass and, glass, and, and it's you, a great you, glass. Yeah, you put a lot of stuff in, and you, yeah, you know. Man, that's, thank you so much, bro. You're welcome, man. It. That's awesome. So I, proud of you, so. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. You said you had me something. I had no idea what it was going to be, but I wouldn't <laughs> plan on something like that. That's amazing. Thank you, dude. You're very Thanks. welcome. You're Thanks. Welcome. I did it in my studio, so. dude. That, yeah, that's badass. I mean, that's. I didn't realize those bottles were that thick. Yeah. I mean, and they, they cut, and that's the only reason I really like them too. I mean, you can't take some of these bottles; you can't you can't cut because they're just too thin, yeah, they're just too small. But that's a good handmade glass from Mexico. Well, real quick, so it's been a year and a half since we've sat down. Um, a lot of the listeners and viewers have no idea who you are um, because when we started it, I mean, it was yeah, you know, it was yeah. horrible. I mean, yeah, it was good; yeah. it was a good show, but it was raw and not great compared to yeah. what we have now. We're still learning, but um, so real quick backstory before we start all this funness. Um, <laughs> Let's get a, like a real good summary of you because I want people to know who you are because you, I love you because you're so cultured, man. You're so you're Hispanic. You grew up in Hawaii. You're an artist. You've been in tons of different industries, yeah. and I just, I mean, uh, in a rock band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, God. So honestly, with me, there's there's never just one thing that I do. Um, I don't know if it's ADD or what, but you know, it's always been. I have to do things. Sometimes that means I don't finish something, so that's kind of bad. Every now and then I'll have like half a room tiled, 
And, um, you know, my wife was just like, oh, when are you going to finish the other half? Um, <laughs> well, I have to finish this other project. But um, uh, I work with my wife's family. Uh, I married my wife 26 years ago uh, on, on the 11th, so um, a week ago. Uh, a little so a week ago. Happy um, late anniversary. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. We uh, we didn't we we had no idea it was going to last that long either. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Oh, you. Uh, I met my I met my wife. She already had two daughters, so I actually married three women the day I got married. Yeah. I married her, my oldest daughter Chelsea, and my youngest daughter Lindsay, and then we had Sage together. And all my kids are just you know they're they're fantastic. One, uh, my oldest daughter is a jet engine mechanic for Southwest. My middle daughter is a nurse, um, okay. Willis Knighton, and then my son Sage. He works for Ferrari in yeah. Dallas. Hell yeah, dude! And um, uh, I just I'm so proud of all of them, and and they've all got their college degrees. Uh, they all got their degrees and and certifications for for their field of work. And um, I have a grandson, my my Butterbean, who I love to death, and and. Uh, um, I, I used to think, you know, people say, oh, you know, being, being a, a parent, is, a grandparent is, is so much better. It is, but it's also work because <laughs> you don't want that kid to be that kid yeah. in Walmart or yeah. Toys R Us. So you're like, okay, you know what? I, I would leave this to your parents, but I'm going to have to whoop your butt for this one because I need you to be a good person. You yeah. know, I don't want you to be somebody who's, who, who, who people look at them and go, you know, why didn't that thing? And, uh, and, and so I've had, um, I've done lots of different things. I am a musician. I'm still a musician. I, I still play professionally. Uh, I am, um, uh, uh, I work with my, my in-laws at the Laser's Edge. Uh, we do a laser printer, toner cartridges, remanufacturing, recycling. So we're very green. So yeah. all those things, you see your tons of, to- of toner cartridges and lots of things thrown away. We actually take them, take them apart, put all new parts in it, like a transmission. You basically, we build it all. And then we sell locally. Um, my father-in-law was one of the first pe- six people, I think, in the country that started doing it. Yeah. And so it, it's been a, a great opportunity, a great business. We work with family. I work with my wife. Um, uh, I've done other things. I've, I've managed golf properties. I've had a, um, a, uh, uh, a franchise, uh, a, a mobile auto body franchise that I have for a while. So there's a lot of different things that I've done. But I'm kind of at that age now where I'm like, <laughs> I just, I'm tired. I just, I don't want to do, I don't want to all do it. So like when I see Donnie doing stuff like he does, I'm like, good for you, you know, good for you. I'm, I'm not, I'm, I can't, can't, I can't start over again. Um, and uh, uh, so that's, you know, that's that's us and that's me. And and I, um, I love to be creative. I hate being um, idle. Yeah. You know, I don't like not doing something, and and uh, so you know that's. Well, that's you me. left a, something out when you said you're a musician. You you opened for Ozzy Osbourne in Hawaii. Am I correct? Yes, I was a drum. <laughs> I was a drum tech for a band in Hawaii, and we were so trying to get that that gig, and um, we ended up getting a gig, and I was uh, able to. I set up you know all the drums and the sound equipment and everything like yeah. that, and I did the sound check for it. But I'm tell you the best, coolest thing about the whole thing was um, the drummer Randy Castillo, the late Randy Castillo, who unfortunately passed away. Um, from Albuquerque and so we kind of had new people in common family wise mm-hmm. and um, he just was a wonderful guy and we met Ozzy and when I met Ozzy I'm like okay I do not want to be in this business that long <laughs> and um, uh, but the coolest thing was uh, Zach Wild yeah. okay this was back when he was no shirt, bell bottoms, no shoes. And he stood on the stage and he did his sound check and he did um, uh, No More Tears and it was just him and he was singing. And I was like, this is the cool. I was sitting there just in the in, you know, in one of the chairs just watching it. Doing, this is the coolest thing I have ever seen. And, you know, I had the all access pass. So, you know, we got met, spent time with him and talked to him. And and uh, I actually had a chance to hold Zach Wilde's bullseye, Les Paul. Yeah. Because he was doing restraint. He didn't. He had a guitar tech. 
sick, but he didn't have him restringing his stuff. He was restringing his guitar. Stuff, yeah. And he was the coolest down-to-earth guy. Um, and, and so it was a really neat experience as far as musically and I always love every time I go to a concert I always love sitting as close as I can to the stage off to the side because I like watching them set up mm-hmm. I like you know when I go see Disturbed or I go see uh, I've seen them twice I love them um, I love watching the backside, the technical part of it you know when, when the drape is up before it drops I like looking behind and seeing everybody doing the work because I know what it takes to do all that work yeah. and it's just it's you know that's for me that's the peak behind the curtain so I love yeah, that yeah there's a lot people don't realize there's a lot that goes into any showcase um, performance there really is whether it be stand up or, or you know a concert I mean there's so many moving parts and that stuff just be turned down really quick turned up really quick oh, yeah. and turned down really quick and it's it's insane how much work that is yeah, nobody to, sees that they don't appreciate it unless yeah. they see you know the back end of it I went to Rock in Rio in Vegas um, in, a, in 2015 and I saw Metallica and but uh, in Lincoln Park played before them and there's a couple of bands played before them and it was just almost it was very weird it was a weird scenario because you had all these different stages and people playing but the headliner of course for the event was Metallica and you know Lincoln Park came on and I'd never seen them live I kind of listened to their stuff a little bit but never really was a fan yeah but when I saw them perform live I was like oh my god yeah there's multiple bands like that I've seen some that I hate on tape and then I see them live and I'm like they're, they're amazing I mean mm-hmm. it happens that way well you and so you grew up in Hawaii most of your life right well actually I grew up all over the world. I lived okay. in Italy, in New Mexico. That's right. You did live in Italy. That's I right. Italy. Yes. I grew. I grew. I grew up in Italy, if you could okay. call it that. Okay. Um, I I became a man in Hawaii, gotcha. but I grew up in Italy. Uh, my <laughs> well, wife, that's a hell of a place to become a man. man. <laughs> it is. It is because you know, especially if you're not having to, uh, if you live with your parents, that's kind of good. Yeah. Um, but it's a very very expensive place to live. People don't understand. You know, I was like, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, it is. But you know what? A gallon of milk is, you know, eight bucks. Um, a gallon of gas yeah. is, is is ridiculous. You're surrounded so by water. It makes, I mean, inf- yeah. the price and, of everything and, is going to double. Everything, and, and there's so much traffic. Oh my God, people complain about airline drive. Yeah, that's just a stoplight. Okay, seriously, <laughs> it's just a stoplight. You can wait two three minutes, but yeah. Hawaii is just it's it's such a just so densely populated in one area, and when you get to the outskirts, it's really nice. But very few people live out there because everything is done. Where were you? Where were you at in Italy? I lived in Ostuni, which okay. was in the southern. If you look at it, if you look at the boot, it's at the spur. Okay. It's at the heel where the spur is, and um, it was just a little base. And it, we we actually lived 20 miles from the base in a, a town called Ostuni, which means white city in, in Italian. And I fell in love with food. Man, I fell in love with food there. I, and and I fell in love with the culture, and I didn't really appreciate the culture till I left it. Right. You know the fact that they all get up early in the morning, they go, they do their work, they go home, they have lunch, they spend time, they take a nap. Because mm-hmm. when I first got, I'm like, why the heck is everybody closed from one o'clock to four o'clock? What's wrong with these people? Four o'clock, five o'clock, they open up again, they have dinner, they still open until ten o'clock. Okay. I didn't realize that they valued living and life more than they did making a living and trying to get to the next level of, of life. I mean, you see a lot of, lot of old Italians and they don't look worn down. Well, they're the part of that somewhere in Italy, right? is the blue zone, right? Where the, the, all those people are like, there's a conglomerate of people that live over the age of 90 to a hundred. I don't know if you know about that. I have no idea. But yeah, that's insane. That. Well, I, I saw yeah. that on some documentary. Well, I guess I know it's crazy, because, but it's yeah. like eating all those carbs and stuff every day yeah, and sleeping yeah, but, a lot. But I guess. About it is I guess food, does pay off. <laughs> their food, though, the funny thing is, like their bread is not like our bread, right? You know, I mean, I would eat rolls every day and put you know prosciutto in it and and with a fanta and just you know just coming outside of my mouth. And um, my metabolism was metabolism was a lot higher then, but still, you didn't feel the same way right. you do. 
here. Well, we have more processed shit and everything. Oh god, yeah, it's that's I miss the earthy flavor. So what time? What what age did you leave there? I left there when I was seventeen. Okay, I think it was seventeen, and I moved in to Hawaii and lived there uh, until I lived there for about seven years. Um, and and I graduated from high school there. I went to college there. Well, I say I went to college. I was enrolled in college um, <laughs> there, and uh, I worked a couple different places. And um, you know, I I I I'm always the kind of person where. Um, I, I don't always put a whole lot of stock into just one thing. And it's like, I, I, I admire a lot of people who say, okay, I, I went to college for this. I got out of college. I did that. I did this for 25, 30 years of my life. I retired. I'm happy. Yeah. I kind of admire people who can do that because with me, it's always, my mind is making me wanting to do something, you know, like the, like the, like the glass. I'm yeah. like, the first time I drank one of those bottles, I go, okay, this would make a wonderful glass. How can I, so I got, you know, I, I, I can't buy them empty. I have to buy them full. So I got to do something with the tequila. Okay, so really, it's 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 the means to an end. The tequila. Hell yeah. And um, but so you know, I I, I live there. I I worked there. I met my wife there. We got married there. Uh, it was wonderful. It was just like the thirteen of us. No family members. You know, nothing against family members. I love them. But sometimes when you have a wedding, you're doing it for other people. And mm-hmm. and and you know, we had already decided look we're doing a small thing it was beautiful i love it i would not change a thing about it because it was now we did pay to get a professional photographer and videographer so we could send the videos to and that was a while them. back too i mean that's yeah. so you're you're ahead of the game there yeah that was yeah. most that, people that weren't, most people weren't doing that doing. you know I, they do it now I that's just, like a yeah. that's a staple now but back then nobody oh, yeah. was doing anything yeah, like no, that i just so. told her just tell me where i need to be you know just i'll be, <laughs> I'll be there and so but i mean I, she's the best thing ever happened to me i i couldn't i couldn't imagine getting as far as i have without her um, and not just because she supports me, but because she lets me fail. Mm-hmm. You know, because some people go, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. She doesn't do that. She may think it. Many times she may think it, but she won't say it. And I'll come show her something. I'm doing something. She goes, okay. And, you know, is it done yet? I'm like, no, no, it's not done yet. I'm just wanna, I'm just showing it to you. I just want you to see it. Oh, shit, it's not done yet. I need to go fix it. You know? <laughs> thing. So, uh, but um, she's, she's my biggest supporter of my family. I, I love them to death. Uh, uh, I love spending time with them. And, and so, um, you know, if you say, Ben, what do you do? Whatever. Yeah. Whatever I really want to or feel like doing. I mean, that's good. Day. I mean, I feel like everyone should be to that point in their life. And, and the way the world spins now, you have the ability to do that, man. I mean, it's not like there's so many opportunity. Um, there's, so, there's so much access to information. Uh-huh. You literally can teach yourself anything. Uh-huh. And um, you don't have to, you know, uh-huh. settle for that. Yeah. Because we have people that call us and go, oh, my printer's doing this or that. And I got on YouTube and I saw it. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. yeah. Well, did you well, learn to play guitar while you were doing that too? Yeah, because, exactly. you know, that, but I will say this about the technology. And this one one thing about your program and a lot of programs, everybody has a voice now. Yeah. Some voices people don't need to hear. Um, <laughs> some voices need to stay in the basement. Um, but there's such a demand for people being able to get exactly what they want when they want it. So for somebody to actually tune in and listen to this or watch it, I want to thank them because that's their time. And they could be doing something else. I, yeah, I completely you know? agree. And I feel like, yeah, I mean, this thing is, it. when you first come in here, the very first episode, I had no, no fucking idea what I was doing. And then you guys were in here and I was just like, okay. At first, I was like, I gotta have two guests because I don't know if I can carry a conversation for an hour. And now I'm at the point now where I'm having conversations for. I try to cut it off at an hour mm-hmm. only because, you know, I don't. I'd love to have a two or three hour podcast, but at the same time, I feel like keeping it between an hour and an hour and a half, people are able to kind of listen to it in one stretch. Yeah. If you do it too long, it's like who has three or four hours to listen to a whole. Right. So I mean, that's kind of where we've landed. But man, it's so insane. I mean, I've had this conversation multiple times, but like we started this. 
I started this thing because I was like, oh, it's going to be something cool I can integrate into business, but not really talk about business, but bring business people on. Right. And I realized real quick that shit was boring. And I was like, I don't want to do that. I want to talk to real people in all facets of life, and then we can, you know, kind of compare and contrast and have yeah. conversations. So. Yeah. And you've done that, and that's one thing I like. Because I, well, I, I look at your guests, and I've even told you, I'm like, dude, you're swinging for the fences now. Yeah. Because, I mean, you're getting people that, uh, how did you get that person? I mean, you know, <laughs> did, and, 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 and you have such a wide array of people, but too. You can't be afraid to hear no. You know what? I, I ask. That's I'm not even going to lie to you. This is no secret to this. And anyone listening, watching, whatever, I don't care. I ask probably 10 or 12 people a day mm-hmm. that um, I am interested in mm-hmm. abroad, not mm-hmm. locally, if they'd like to be on the show. Right. And probably 10% of those people actually see it. And probably another 5% of those people actually answer. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's one of those things. It's like, I'm not scared to be told no. Yeah. What do I have to lose? That, <laughs> that You know what? I will say this. That has always scared the hell out of me. Not that people say no, but that because I take such a personal, like if you didn't like this, even if you lied to me. Oh, dude, I love it. The, yeah, but the thing about it is, is I, I am the type of person, I put everything I have into what I do. Yeah. So sometimes for somebody like me, a no is not a no against your product. It's a no against you because you're the person that produced the product. You're the person behind the product. And it right. took me a long time to realize, okay, they're not telling me no. They're saying either no, not at this moment. No, I don't have a, honestly have use for what you have to right. offer. But that has probably been my biggest fear throughout my whole life is the word no. Well, you know what's been interesting is I've asked quite a few people, and um, they're front-facing individuals on social media, but mm. they don't have much of a voice as far as getting into their real mm. life. Mm. And I feel like some of them, and, and I have had this experience with some of them, they was kind of didn't know if they feel comfortable doing it or not mm-hmm. because this is something different. Like to yeah. talk about what you really believe and be like, you can pull ten minute sound bites out of anything, mm-hmm. but to sit down and have a conversation for an hour, hour and a half, two hours, you're gonna get the real person. No one can bullshit that long, especially without a script. No, yeah. no, I'm not giving you questions. I've had guests say, "Can you send me what type of uh, questions you ask?" I'm like, "Shit, I don't ask I don't any don't don't questions." Well, actually, just, if I knew who you were, yeah, uh, <laughs> I just sit down, man. I'm like, if I. I you have something I'm interested in I want to talk about. Let's sit down and figure it out. Dude. Exactly. Let's, let's talk. All right. So tell me about these tequilas. Okay. So I brought two, but you brought two, and yours are way nicer than mine because I'm not – I love tequila, but not right. as much as you do. Okay. Now, see, and I like what you're doing here because you, we're bringing awareness to tequila, okay? <laughs> because tequila is like a pit bull. I don't know. Nobody, Every, nobody talks about tequila. Everybody – Everybody's got a got a bad experience with the tequila, but it's always funny when you ask people like, "Oh, you see people say, oh, what drink you know said you're never going to drink again? It's always tequila, it's always tequila, tequila." tequila. <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, you know what?" It, it, and and a lot form. of people, tequila is like being a Dallas Cowboys fan. You either are or you're not. Yeah, you know. And uh, but with me, I have found that I love tequila because there's such a variety of it, and I have found that a lot of people the reason that they hate tequila or had a bad experience with it is because they don't understand it, mm-hmm. you know? Just like a pit bull. You don't go stick your face in it. You, you be nice, let it come to you. Yeah. Let the tequila come to you. Yeah. And you don't drink anything else but the tequila, okay? You don't sit there in a room with three other dogs and then you bring the pit bull in. <laughs> you sit there with the pit bull and you become acquainted, you become friends, you let them lick all over your face, and that's it. And a lot of people are like, oh, I don't like tequila, but they start drinking tequila after they've had seven of, of something else. Well... I mean, I spent my younger years drinking beer, vodka, and whiskey. Um, beer, whiskey first, beer second, or whiskey and beer for the longest. And mm-hmm. then vodka is I got try to be a little cleaner, clean up just some vodka and some water and a little mm-hmm. bit of lime. And over the past two years, I have almost three years, I made a shift to just tequila, man. And 
I drink it. It's clean. And this is everyone's different, you yeah. know, but I don't have a hangover. I'm not shoot. I'm also not shooting shitty Jose either. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's one yeah, of those things like people, more. people associate a tequila shot, like even a shot of Patron. They associate that with I'm never drinking tequila again because that was a shot. But typically, isn't it always a shot that makes you sick? Whether it's fireball, tequila. Yeah, and it's you that know, last shot because Jameson. once you taste that tequila, you taste that tequila. Yes. And you're like, okay. Yes. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> yeah. well, dude, you, if the nine shots you, you had of yeah, the other stuff. You're already on edge. You're yeah, already yeah, on yeah. edge. And so, and just, so, so people, it gets a bad rap, but, but that's all. I don't drink beer. I don't drink whiskey. I don't drink. And honestly, I never really drank. Every now and then, if, you know, in a social setting. Yeah, I, let's I, talk about that because you told me not too long ago. I don't think we talked about it on air ever, but like you didn't start drinking until you were. Until I was 40. That's crazy. So yeah. what? So I got what, a lot of liver left. What was I, your, got a lot, I got a lot of damage. To, I got to catch up. So what um, was your um? What was your reason for not that whole time and then deciding to? Well, I mean, I've been around, Hispanic. You're, you know, I've like, been around being Hispanic. I've been around a lot of alcoholics. <laughs> okay. And um, I've never really. I, I've seen people, and I've seen how people act when they get drunk. Yeah. And 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 everybody always talked about. You know, I'd be out to dinner or something, or we'd be out, and all of a sudden we'd see these crazy people acting up and people fighting, or I'd be at. Thanksgiving and people start fighting <laughs> and the cops would be called. And so for me, alcohol to me was always a, um, uh, a fire starter. Yeah. It makes was sense. never, it was never something to be enjoyed. It was something that they did and then they became bad people and they became angry. Nobody ever became, and I'm not saying this enlightens people. I'm, all I'm saying is there's a, re- the reason I didn't is because I never liked the effects that it would have on people. Yeah. And then one day I was at lunch and, and I said, well, you know, I'm going to have a margarita because they said the place that had it was good. They had good margaritas. They were clean margaritas. I had one. I was like, you know what? This is not bad. It's, it's not a bad thing. And then, um, and then I started experimenting. Like I'd, I'd, I'd go and I'd get like, oh, is this a good tequila or is that a good tequila? You know, and not a lot of people know what is a good tequila and what's not a good tequila. No, they do and not. I ended up learning just the basics, kind of mm-hmm. like the ABCs of tequila, yeah. you know, and, um, I'm even like when I'm in when I'm in a in an aisle looking at stuff and I see somebody next to me and they're like they have no idea I'm like okay I said what are you looking for they're like well I said okay well, well let me ask you this do you just want to get a little bit loose you know have a good time or do you want to talk to God because there's a lot of different things we can do um, and so uh, I when I started ex- you know trying different types I would see not only were they different but how they affected me was different okay I could I could drink one brand. And I was like super happy. I could drink another brand and I would cry. Yeah. And it was really weird. And but I could always taste the different, you know, notes and stuff because I don't mix it with anything. I don't. I don't pour stuff in it because to me it's like no because I want to. I actually enjoy the taste of it. Mm-hmm. Now I, again, I like the byproduct as well, but I enjoy the flavor. I enjoy how everyone is different and. I enjoy the craftsmanship of it. Yeah, you know, um, there's well, <clears throat> there's such a misconception for alcohol consumption. So, like me, <clears throat> of course, growing up, you know, started drinking way too early. We would drink beer and you know, party and get shit faced and fight and act mm-hmm. stupid and all that. But like, as I've gotten older, I don't drink near as much. Maybe once a week, um, typically, if that, you know, and. Unless there's a special occasion, you know, you know, so on and so <laughs> forth, Thursday. so on yeah, and so yeah, forth, like, yeah, yeah. So, like today, you know, yeah. St. Patrick's Day, why not? Everyone's having whiskey, we'll there have tequila, you, you know, but like I've, I've noticed that, you know, we attribute those things to those, uh, the drunk asshole uncles that stay drinking Budweiser all day long or the, mm-hmm. or the person that says, don't let him have any whiskey. Cause you know, he's, you know, yeah. and all those things. And yeah. it's like a bad omen. My deal is like, man, do what you want to do. Like, of course we're not out here to try to get shit faced and yeah. And you know, that, and that's the thing, you know, drink responsibly, don't drink and drive, Yeah, but 
And, and everybody's got their vice. And the funny, funny thing is, everybody says somebody else's vice is worse than their own. Of course. What if you eat too much? Yep. What if you, you know, you, you there's lots of things. Much? Yeah, what if you have sex too much? That, I, mean. <laughs> I don't know. Tell me about that. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But, you know, that, but everybody does have something. I think a lot of it depends on, does it control you? Yeah. Because if it controls you, and there was a point in time where it, it didn't control me, but I always would think, about, okay, which one am I going to get next? It was like a little adventure. It's like, you know, I felt like I was, um, I kind of felt like I was uh, uh, Dora the Explorer, you know, you know, uh, <laughs> Ben the Wino. Um, and, and I was always trying to find, uh, you know, not a different type of, of, of effect, but just different, the different flavors and, and how they pull it up, pull them out. And, and um, I, I don't know if it was the artist in me or, or you know, the person in me. And, and I love being an artist, but. The sad part is I've got two paintings I'm working on now that I've spent over a year on them. Yeah. And my wife even said, I've been doing one for a dear, dear friend of mine, uh, a tribute piece for him. And um, my wife has come into my studio like many times and looked at it and she said, are you ever going to finish that? And I said, you know what? I, I don't. I don't feel it. I don't. So you got it all drawn out. I appreciate that. I, I've noticed that working with um, my business partner Nick West. You know, we've he's a master. Uh, he has a master in arts, and he's been doing illustration work for 25, 30 years. Mm -hmm. um, but I understand that um, working with an artist on a daily basis, it's like, hey man, we got some logo designs we need to get done. But hey, no, I'm not feeling it. I'm not feeling creative today, and it's going to be bullshit. Wait, wait a couple days. Let me find my flow. Yeah. And um, it's the same in anything else, though. I mean, I feel like yeah. you, you have to be feeling it. You know? And, you know, and I'm do I always paint in acrylics, but this one's going to be in oils because I've seen some work in oils, and I want it to, to be in oils. And so part of my apprehension is, like, I don't know oils as well. So if if I do this piece, if it's if – it's, I've actually taken the knife to a piece before because I'm like, nope, can't do it. I don't like it. Mm -hmm. And I actually felt better. Then trying to take that, I guess that's maybe how some people feel in a bad marriage or something. They say, yeah. you know what, we're going to cut the ties, yep. and we're just going to be friends, and we do this. And they're kind of, I kind of understood, but I never understood it. But you know, when you spend the years of your life on something, or and you spend time on it, that's your most valuable thing in this world is your time. You know, and when you and when you decide, okay, it's it, and when I, I destroyed it, I can't go back to it. Yeah. I can't, I can't try to fix something that is not is not is just not there and i've done that in the past and and so you know um, i promised gil if you're listening bro i promise i'm gonna finish your piece um, but uh, uh and you're gonna love it i promise so all right well this tequila okay. tell me about this one the first one all right so when you first talked about this i'm like oh, okay yes and you said we need to try tequilas we've never tried yeah. and see what we think mm -hmm. so i did some research obviously um and i just didn't go down thrifty uh i got online <laughs> i was looking at a couple different things and um i found what what you know the um wine magazine and all this stuff said was a top one and then i also found what the people said okay. was their favorite so i got two different types now i got this stuff right here is called the bad stuff. This is $280 a bottle for the big bottle. Okay. And I'm like, I love you, DJ, but I don't love you that much. No, I, I wouldn't expect um, you to. <laughs> and, uh, but I've heard incredible things about this, so I wanted to try it. So this one right here, we'll try first. And just and you haven't tried it yet? I haven't tried No, okay. I, I, okay. I haven't tried any of these. And, dude, you got to tell you how hard it is for me to look at these bottles in my studio. I'm like, oh, my God. you told me like two weeks yeah. ago. I just got these a couple days yeah, ago. Yeah, <laughs> I went to Dallas and got these, and I'm like, oh, my God. I managed to get two bottles. Just try. But then that wouldn't have been fair. I, I wanted my reaction. Yeah. You know, to, yeah. So, um, and then I bought this. I got this one called uh, Volcan de Mi, de Mi Tierra. <laughs> which means the volcano of my land. Uh, and I love the bottle, too. It's got like a little volcano inside oh, there. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's cool. And the good, the weird thing about this one, now, a little background on tequila. You have different types of tequila. And I will just say to people, if you're going to get a tequila, ask always ask for top shelf. 
Okay. At the bar, never, because if they pull it out of a plastic jug, you're going to be sick. Um, and then also make sure that if you're just buying tequila on your own, make sure it's 100% blue agave, not made with. Make sure it's 100% because when they make it, when it says made with, they use other things to make it sh- sugars and stuff like that. And that's what gets people sick. The 100%. And, of course, if you drink too much of this, you're going to get sick. No matter what, you, you do something too much, you're going to get sick. But this is not the type that you're going to get sick every morning you're going to wake up with a headache. Right. This is actually the stuff that's the pure you know, stuff. And it's worth it. So always get 100%. Don't ever get the mixed with or blended with 100%. And so, but this one is actually a ananejo, which is aged, I think, three years in a barrel. Okay, and normally it comes out dark brown, like a whiskey or a bourbon or something. Right. Well, after that, they take this and they put it through another, a third filtration system that um, m- clarifies it and makes it more of a, a silver. It still against. has a taste, but it's, looks yeah, like it's a still silver. got a taste. Yeah, and even in fact, and this is a funny thing, like. I even printed this out because I, I didn't want to get it wrong, but like the, the, the Volcan, it says, um, it says a fusion of aromas, tobacco, dried fruits, chocolate, vanilla, and cooked agave come together to form this unique and elegant tequila. Robust flavors of caramel, tobacco, and dark chocolate while finishing with a silky permanence in the mouth. I'm just, all I hear is chocolate, man. That's, and I'm thinking, you know what? And it says uh, guaranteed to make the drawers drop. So, you know, as long as that, that's what we're doing. But that's so, the people's review. Yeah. So, but the bad stuff. So this is the first one. This is the best of class winner, best in, sh- best in show, this everything. This is Anejo too, right? Yeah. This is the, this is an Anejo. Any, so, the, any, so anything top shelf is going to be, I mean, the, the top tier is always going to be an Anejo. It's going to be, it's, it's going to be most like Anejo because it takes longer to make it. Right. You know, it takes three years instead of one. Mm-hmm. So, Oof. here we go. We'll just taste it. All right. So we'll see what the bad stuff. How this is. Cheers. Cheers. God, that's smooth. That is. Look, that's not like. <clears throat> just if you're listening and can't see that. Wow. Um, you cannot do that with, and I'm not dogging Patron. Hey, one day if they call me and say, "Hey, I'll give you a bottle," okay, whatever. But <laughs> I'm saying you can't do that with that, man. That that right there is. Um, wow. You remember when you were a kid and you tasted cho- uh, cough medicine for the first time? Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? This has. It's got a nice, rich flavor. It doesn't burn, but it's warm. Yeah. You know, because a lot of people are like, oh, tequila makes my burns. No, this this doesn't burn. It's very smooth. It doesn't have a lot of smell. It's got it's got a good aroma, but it's very smooth, and it's it's a, and and again, these are sipping tequilas, so they're not shooting tequilas. A lot of people are like, "Oh, I'm gonna get five. Sh-. You don't take five shots of a three hundred dollar tequila. You sip it. We're gonna take shots of this last one, because I, I don't know if I can <laughs> well, sip that. Well, by then, by then, it's gonna be like, <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. <clears throat> so. You got into so you didn't even try any other alcohols. You just got straight. You went straight into tequila. Well, I mean, I've tried beer before because obviously um, beer is like I never understood what people loved about it. Like, oh, you know, I'm gonna have a cold beer, and me either, man. It bloats me, makes me feel full, makes me sweat, makes me pee a lot. And I've never liked the flavor. Yeah, um, never. None of them taste amazing. I, I, I. Uh, a lot of a lot for me is is its flavor. And a lot of people are like, oh, you know, I don't care because I like how I feel or you know, how it makes me feel afterwards and it's cheap and I do mm-hmm. this. Yeah, but I've never seen anybody that drinks a lot of beer. Oh, unless, not to cut you off, you're the seventh tap yeah. because Jose, a good friend of mine. Echo in Mexico, I mean in Shreveport. We talked about possibly doing a tequila-aged beer. 
So See, I'm down to try that. Okay, okay. So now you so you want to mix? Hey, you're going to mix saying, St. Patrick's. I'll try it. You're going to mess with the I'm Irish saying, and try the it. Mexicans. I will try it. I, you could get no, me to try I'll, that I'll more than just going it. to get one of those. But I don't know, you know if it's the hops. I don't know if it's because you know that whole. It's just there's there's a flavor in there I'm not a big fan of. Yeah. Um, and uh, I just I never really liked the smell of it. Mm-hmm. You know, I never liked the smell of of, of beer. And so um, uh, I, I prefer. Um, I've tried like vodka before and I never understood. I mean, vodka to me, it was like, I couldn't do, I couldn't do vodka. Um, I, I, uh, when I turned 21, some people that I work with took me out and I had a had Long you, Island iced tea. Had you ever drank before? I, I never really drank before. No, okay. no, no, no. I mean, I'd say I had drunk before, but I hadn't drunk before. Right. Um, like I'd had wine or something like that at dinner and in Italy, you, you know, a lot of drinking ages. Yes. Yeah. Wine's um, not, I mean, it, there it's not the same as right. right same. Us having this. So. And so I would, um, what were we talking about? <laughs> uh, that's how good this 21, is, people. First that's how good this is. 21, yeah, first drink. Yeah, so, so I had my first drink, and I had a Long Island iced tea. And I literally remember sitting there going, okay, 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 <laughs> all right, let's dance, you know, kind of a thing. And, um, and that was kind of fun, but, you know, it wasn't one of those things where I was like, okay, let's do it again tomorrow. It was just... I can under and after that happened, I said to myself, "Okay, now I get it." Because mm-hmm. I, sometimes I just I never understood. Well, and here's another funny thing. So, like, people always contribute <clears throat> tequila, make your clothes fall off, you know that kind of thing. And then people like whiskey makes you mad, beer makes you tired. Like, oh, I I really want to look into those. I want to look into that stuff. I'm going to when I have some free time yeah. and say, "What are the studies on this?" Because I know for sure if I'm drinking this and it's not in. It's in moderation like we are now. I, I'm i in a good mood. Yeah. Now, five or six years ago, if I'm drinking whiskey like this, it could go either way. Yeah. Not in a bad mood like I'm going to be an asshole for no reason, but it just could go either way. Right. You know, so it's very interesting how that works, too. You know, and, and I think a lot of it has to do with biology. Yeah. And, and how your body responds to Because like I said, I'm going to react different to this one than I am to this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to react different to um, a silver El Quimador and then I will to a silver um, uh, uh, Don Don Julio. Yeah, you know, and and there are some there are some tequilas out there I think are overpriced and just because they're marketed very well. I mean, yeah, I mean that's that's the name of the game, right? Yeah. You know, you know yeah. it may cost them ten bucks to make and they sell it for sixty or seventy. Okay, All right. Now de Miquera. We'll go ahead and put in these. Now tell me tell me again about these glasses. Oh man, tell, tell I wasn't going to tell this story on air, but I will. Okay, so. <laughs> Um, the, uh, it's the power of tequila, oh God, boys man. and girls. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I, I used to uh, frequent bars, not too much, but, you know, every now and then. And um, at the time, there was this girl that I was dating. Ooh, that's a lot, man. Ooh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, it's some, okay. I'm going to have something to take home, It's too. okay. okay. Um, at the time, there was this girl that I'd recently um, split up with, and this was years ago, probably six or eight years ago. Um, and we weren't talking anymore. And I, there was an, another girl that I'd been talking to, and we were hanging out there. Not really doing anything, just uh-huh. hanging out, standing beside her, talking to her kind of deal. But this lady's friend was there. Uh-huh. So she proceeds to call her and say, hey, she, he's here with another woman. I'm like, okay, here we go. So um, <laughs> she shows up, and I'm sitting here with this exact glass <laughs> in my hand with a, actually, not tequila, um, a vodka and water, and like this. And she swung at me and threw my drink in my face and... uh. Anyways, you know, she was upset. Okay, whatever. He knows. I'm not. No hard feelings. You know, no hard feelings. All water on the bridge. Um, anyways, that night ended that, you know, then nothing really bad happened or anything. But she was just upset, and I get it. Um, I kept the glass. Well, 
I went back to this bar. This is, I can't remember the name of the bar, but I went back to it um, a couple months later, maybe even a year later. And I happened to, we closed it down that night and I didn't have anything left. I still had this glass. I was sitting there. I didn't have a drink left. And I was like, this is the exact same glass that I ended up going home with the last time. And I need a set. So, um... (laughs) The guy who owns it, I can't think of his name right now, a real nice old man. Um, I'm sure he wouldn't mind if I had these, but, you know, if I, I need to go by there and drop them off like 20 bucks to pay, pay back for these glasses okay, one day. Now, now, question. <laughs> I can smell chocolate. Tell me if you can smell a chocolate. I, it definitely, yeah. yeah. Not, not like a milk chocolate, but mm. like a dark, uh, like a cocoa. Yeah, there's a faint hit of it mixed yeah. with the tequila. All right, are we going for it? Let's do this. Cheers. Oh, that one's way better. That one's better. Holy shit. That one's got a lot more flavor. That one's got a ton of flavor. Is that the one you read the crazy review on? No, yeah. This is the one I read that everybody, that the the, the people liked. This was the people's choice. I taste that hint of chocolate in there. Wow. That's got a lot of flavor. Yeah. I mean, this one had a punch. This one had a good punch. No, that that one had a punch, but for for the price of what you said, that bottle, I I would buy this all day long. Mm -hmm. What's it cost on something like this? Uh, That is 70. Yeah, all day long. Yeah. All day long. Like, I mean, wow. Now, and they also have a couple, they have have a a couple lines of it. They have like a a silver and then a reposado. Mm -hmm. And then this is their top, their top line. So can you, um, since you're well versed in these things, can you explain the difference between silver, reposado, and you've already explained in Yeah. Well, the silver is basically. It's distilled, mm-hmm. and that's the purest. You know, most of the time it's in copper pots. Um, it's distilled. That's that's it. It's pure form. It's only about I think um, I think sometimes in between anywhere between um, six months to nine months that it's it's distilled. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in in copper pots, and then that's your silver. That's your plain. That's a lot of one that people a lot of people use for mixed drinks and stuff like that because yeah. it doesn't have a lot of flavor. The reposado is one that after it's silver, they put it in. In um, whiskey bur- whiskey barrels or bourbon barrels, whatever. I've tasted some that were in wine barrels, okay. which was very interesting. Yeah. Um, but it's the <laughs> after that that charred wood, and then they use it for bourbon or whatever, and they dump it out. That wood, all that wood, has that flavor in it still. It still has that char, and so they use the silver and they put it in there and they age it normally for about a year, and uh, then that gives it that aroma and it gives it that dark color. Okay. And then again, the Nejo is normally, you know, three years. Well, it's interesting to me that how's the how's that offset? Like, when did they start? How do they always keep having them? Like, you know what I mean? Like, there's time. It has to be aged. Like, where does that start? Like, just like brewing beer. Like, I mean, you don't have to age that that much. But, like, with vodka or anything else, mm-hmm. vodka's a little quicker, I know. But, you know, like, whiskey for sure. Like, I mean, it's one of those things where it has to be aged. So, like... You start. I guess you just have to offset it. <laughs> yeah, and and on, and honestly, I mean, they make such a they make so much of it, and and it's really interesting. If you go, there's really only about, and I'm I'm sure I'm wrong about this, but there's not there's there's one area in Mexico is Jalisco, Mexico, mm-hmm. okay, and they actually they, it's not allowed to be called tequila unless it comes from that valley. Okay. Okay. Now it's a volcanic valley, so the ash, the volcanic ash, and everything in there makes the soil really really vibrant and so you have the blue agave plants mm-hmm. and you probably got i don't know maybe a dozen or more farms that that do it and then you have these companies that buy 
the agave by it, um, the uh, the humidor that the El Himidors make the 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 I can't remember what it's called right now, but the, the basically the the nut of it, mm-hmm. you know the uh, of the seed of it, and that's what they make the tequila with. So you have companies like like um, Coralejo, they have their own farm. Okay. You've got companies like um, uh, uh, Cabo Wobble. You know, you've got um, Sammy Hagar's brand. Mm-hmm. He buys him his from another place that makes it. And in fact, if you were to get, um, I think Espalon is is a brand. It's exactly the same as Cabo Wobble. Well, I mean, you have like um, The Rock. He has his own. Right. He has his own yeah. crop. And so, yeah. So you know, yeah. but basically, what it is he he found a good farm. Right. And said, I want to buy this much this much of it from you. I want mm-hmm. you guys to distill it. I want this to be mm-hmm. how it is. And that's how you know. That's how there's ne- there's very few places. This place though, they do have their own. This is this is I get uh, what's called a single batch or you know a a uh, uh, dedicated farm to just this. They're not selling this this these agaves to somebody else right. to do it. <clears throat> well, it's interesting to me too how um, like for health reasons, of course, alcohol is probably not best oh. for anyone. But like you have wine, you ferment your grapes or your, whatever fruit it may be, and then your vodka is your potato, yeah. which is crazy to even think about, and then your whiskey is your corn, mm-hmm. and so it's like. Okay, if you're on a low carb diet, I feel like tequila is the go to. <laughs> it is the go to. It comes and from you know, a agave plant. Read, There's I no read, root. There's I read a lot of good things about it. Now, again, everything in moderation. Yeah. But still, you know, you've got you've got people who, um, uh, you know, if you were if we were to just drink this plain straight like this, you know, I don't, I can't say yes. It's got health benefits. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. Yeah, it's, it's got an amazing yeah, flavor. Yeah. I can, I, like, it almost tastes like. Like a, a chocolate sundae. It really a has a bit. chocolate flavor, and I'm not a sweet person, but it's not like you described. It's not a chocolate like um. Yeah, it's that bitter chocolate that you, that you didn't yeah, that you didn't like, like when you were a kid. kid. Exactly, yeah, that's it the was, shit it you picked out of the little heart box and put yeah, over yeah. there to the side. You know what I'm saying? Dark. And in fact, I love chocolate with um with uh, uh, chili. I love chocolate. Really? And chili. Oh, well, goodness. I've seen people put sugar in chili before too. Oh, I love um, chocolate and chili. I mean, I eat chili with cornbread. That's they mm. say that's like a. A northern thing, but I like it better that way than with rice or whatever, maybe. That's a good one. That is really yeah, good. Yeah, it's I really like good. That. that one's going on the list for sure. That will be on the list of, um, hey, if we're, yeah. we're chatting, we're going to have a bottle of that. And the thing is, too, is when you think about it, you don't have to add anything to this. We don't no, even, we are literally drinking. This is room temperature. Yeah, it's room temperature. It's not even chill. Which is insane for me to even, like, I'm not going to lie. When I was driving over here, I was like... <clears throat> I'm going to get ready to get the studio set up today. And I was like, man, I don't know if I can drink all this damn tequila straight. Um, you know, I usually mix it with a little bit of, you know, mineral water and some lime juice or something. A little bit. You know, and I, there's some I can drink straight. But I was like, man, damn it. But I'm, but then again, I'm thinking of the, the cheaper stuff. Like, I'm not going to drink a humidor or yep. a Saza, you know, yeah, straight. Exactly. Yeah, you're not going to do what is. Yeah. But anyway, so a lot of people they have what's called um, mezcal, mm-hmm. which is um, it's not tequila, but it's it is an agave plant, but it's not from Jalisco. It's not from that specific right. area. And those are the ones that you'll find the worm in. They have a smoky flavor too, though, right? Yeah, there's a little bit different flavor. Yeah. But in order for it to be quote unquote um, identified by the national tequila. You know, uh, vatos. It's got to be. <laughs> it's got to be. It's got to be from that specific area. So. Yeah, because the "don't eat the worm" phrase comes from the stuff that really isn't that great, in my opinion. Yeah. And have you have you eaten the worm? Man, I think I did. A long time I did ago. one time. I did it, but I it was, was a, it was the end of a bottle of a Monte Albin. Oh, oh yeah, God. okay, yeah, okay. So yeah. I was like, this is some high dollar shit. It's fifteen bucks. <laughs> I was like, I was fancy, man. It was like a fifth of it. I I I, I ate the worm one time, and I was. Surprise! It was it was almost like a grape that popped. 
you know, and then, but it didn't have, you know, no wormy flavor or anything like that. It tasted obviously well, it has like, no hallucinogenic properties to it or anything. Yeah, no, People no, say yeah. that shit. I'm just yeah. like, man, whatever. Yeah. All right, so what'd you bring? All right, so you're going to have to pronounce this because your your um, dialect is just quite, quite a bit better than mine. Um, okay, tequila el distillador. Okay, so this is a añejo, a double barrel añejo. Yeah. So they took it out of one barrel mm-hmm. and stuck it in another one. Yep. So I'm not um, I'm not well versed in these things like you are, but I do I do look and see. Okay, well the price point's a little higher than the normal, and um, this looks like it'd be pretty good, and it's in a black bottle. So and it's got a limited edition number. So yeah, you know all that stuff on QVC. Yeah. And it's um yeah seven fifty hundred percent black. Uh, in Mexico. This is this is beautiful. I love the but bottle. But I mean the 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 um when the actual logo says tequila on it, it's like okay, it's not in a plastic bottle. It's in this beautiful thick, really thick bottle. That and is it says a beautiful that. bottle. So we'll try it. Let's yeah. see here. And this is chilled. Keep in mind, this is chilled. This is not super chilled, but it's chilled enough. Okay. Um, it's been chilling for about two hours. So you can see the difference in the color, and just the color alone is yep. darker. Looks like a urine I, I have a feeling it's not going to be as great as that. That other one literally just set the bar really high. Yeah, I think so. Let me finish it first. Yeah, I know. Right? It's like, I'm going to go back to it and cleanse my palate with it. <laughs> <laughs> I shot that and shouldn't have, but... Mm-hmm. It's that... Hey, rain energy, cherry limeade, right behind that's not bad. Just that saying. Good? Okay. <laughs> just, I mean, honestly... I'm gonna, have to, I'm gonna have to go back to that one because that just That's I just really put good. a little bit in my mouth yeah. and it just filled it up. It was like a little yeah, it it, it, it like wets your palate. It wets your palate. Yeah, it was like something. It's like off. when you have really good coffee, like not shitty coffee yeah. that dries your mouth out, like yeah. real good coffee that yeah. Cheers. All right, let's do it. Holy hell! <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> It has a bite. Oof. You remember in the circus, the guy that did the fire? Yeah. <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, that has a bite. That has a But it doesn't have as much of an aftertaste as the first one. No. You it, know, it has more of a bite, but it doesn't it has have as much more of an aftertaste. It actually has a, it has a stronger flavor, more of a bite. Um, yeah, it's got a smoky, it's got a smoky flavor yeah. to it. It's got, a, it's got a smokier flavor. It's strong. It is strong. It's got a good strength to it. It's got a real, and I'm not sure what kind of. Now the thing it says is aged, double aged. I don't know what kind of barrels they did. If they did it in whiskey barrels, bourbon barrels. I got um, a feeling it was bourbon, just the yeah. way it tastes. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this one kind of the size of your my, mouth. Here's my question: Why are there never the macros? Why are they never put the macros, but they put the Surgeon General warning on there? I want to know the macros, man. <laughs> honestly, seriously, do you really care? <laughs> I mean, I just would be interested to know. You know, it's one of those things. Why are you, is your food required to have nutritional um, facts, but your because it would be zero <laughs> nutritional value negative. So this comes out of it's imported um, mm-hmm. from Mexico to Agora Hills, California. Now, I don't know if they bring now they might bring the tequila into Agora Hills, Agora Hills, and then, and then age bottle it, it there. And then bottle it. There. I don't know, but all I know is it's probably allowed to say tequila because the actual base of it came from Jalisco. It says, yeah. I mean, look at there. Yeah. Produced in De La Santa Luisa, De Paso La Gualas, Destacion, Zapopano, Jalisco, Mexico. You know? And they actually have a website. So, yeah. And it's made in Mexico, so maybe they yeah. got the bot, maybe they got, they got the um, the barrels from. Who knows? Yeah. But that is, wow, that's yeah, got a strong. lot of flavor. See, and that's, this is the kind of thing where um, if I were to drink this, 
I would probably, I would drink it, definitely drink it's it on ice. It's not bad, though. No, it's not bad. I would probably drink it on ice, but I would have to drink it um, after a meal. Yeah. I would definitely drink it after a meal. See, I'm not a, do you drink, do you drink tequila while you're eating food? Mm-mm. I don't either. I don't drink any alcohol when I eat food. It's like, I can drink a little bit before I can eat. But when I start eating, I don't want, I, I can't, when people are like, let me have the beer and the crawfish. No, I don't, like, I don't eat and drink at the same time. I don't know why. I'll drink water and eat. Right. I, I, I think a lot of times, it's just because it changes the flavor of the food. Man, it's just like, I'm, I'm eating. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like, drinking. And I will say, there, there's, there's some, a few places in town that I've been to that, you know, pride themselves on their margaritas. And they're okay, and they're good. And well, I've I've eaten their food yeah. with margaritas, and I've eaten their food without margaritas. Mm-hmm. And the food tastes different without a margarita. Yep. You're like, I'm sorry, you want how much for these fajitas? Mm-hmm. Um, you know. And so uh, a lot of it is, I I do like a tequila before dinner because. Um, for me, because I love cooking, I'll, I'll cook. Japanese I'm glad you brought that, dude. I, I'm glad you brought that up because I do too. I love to cook, and I never talk about it on the show just because it never gets brought up. Like it, it's never been brought up right. before. So let's do it. Let's talk. Let's about talk. It. I I tell you what. What happened a long time ago? I say a long time ago. My 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 wife's grandmother became sick, and mm-hmm. she had to go to a nursing home. So uh, my wife will never ever let a person. Um, not be looked after okay. a dog a cat any, anything right she became the advocate for her grandmother and and i loved this woman because i saw a lot of my wife learned a lot of life and how to be a mom a grandmother from this woman um her name was thelma thelma nix was her name and i love that woman because and i'd love to do anything for her but <clears throat> she would uh she ended up having to go to nursing home after a certain point in her life and then every day after work show would go over there and she would stay with her. She'd make sure she ate. She'd make sure she got her bath. She'd come okay. And so Sage and I would be home. And so I would check Sage's homework. And I was like, okay, what are we going to do for dinner? So I just started cooking. I was like, okay, well, I'm, I, I, I watched the Food Channel. And I saw certain things I started yeah. doing. And I started cooking. I started doing all these different things. And I realized that one of the best ways to show that you love somebody or to show love for anything is to prepare a meal for them. You're very right, sir. I think that um, I've done more volunteer nonprofit work cooking because I enjoy it so much. But not only that, it's like people take pride in food. And um, a lot of people, I think people go about their lives every day and just kind of throw stuff in Mm -hmm. to make it convenient. But when you have something that someone's taking time to prepare Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. actually is visually attractive Mm -hmm. and then they put it in their mouth and like, holy shit, this tastes great. There's nothing like it. Yeah, and my grandmother um, in, uh, in in Mesilla in New Mexico, she she raised seven kids and on beans and tortillas. Mm-hmm. And every morning I would see her boiling beans and I'd see her making the tortillas and I'd come in and Corn. She, she'd have, well, no, ma, these are flour. I like oh, milk. I like flour. Flour. Okay. I love flour tortillas. Okay. And I would see her, you know, you know, the roll and she pop, 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 roll like, and I can still see her now doing that. And I would come in and as a as a small child, you know, in the summertime, spending time with her, and she lived actually lived in an adobe house, okay. no interior, no bathroom inside. We used to go to an outhouse. So if you had to poop at night, you better hope you lie your own or something's not going to get you because <laughs> you're going to hold it in or you're just going to yeah, you're going to go in the bed because um, it's scary at night. But um, she basically lived in a mud house, mm-hmm. and um, uh, she raised seven kids on business tortillas. But what I remember the most was her was the love I could taste. In her food, mm-hmm. and when my mother passed away, who by the way she passed away about a year, uh, a, little, um, a little under a year ago, I was um, in uh, South Carolina with my family, <clears throat> and my I have an uncle who's a uh, professor at the Ohio State University, 
and he loves steaks. And so my goal was, okay, I'm going to make him a steak that's that, you know, because he's going to be the biggest critic. Um, and so I made him a filet mignon and I videotaped him and he's like, oh, 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 oh it's so good. And then my aunt, my aunt, my aunt Bernie tasted it and she goes, yeah, I can taste the love in that. I'm like, thank you. That's, that's yeah. what I do. So, yeah. so I learned that there's ways that you can love somebody, you can show somebody and it's, it's by, by making something for them and making it the way they like to eat it. Right. My wife loves well done steak. My wife also likes filet mignon. I make my wife filet mignon steak that are well done. Whoa. You know, it takes about a half hour. I do different things to yeah. it. But when she cuts into it, it's cooked all the way through. It's not dry. But that's because that's what she likes. You're having to use some convection there. There's so no way I, you're doing I that do, on the grill. I do a couple things. Give me another shot of tequila and we'll talk about it. But uh, there's a couple of things that I do uh -huh. to make it. Um, but, but that's one of the things. And I actually consider myself, I, I consider that a form of art too. Mm -hmm. So when I wasn't painting. Most definitely. When I wasn't painting, I was doing that. And I felt, I felt that need was satisfied. That need that I had to be creative to do something. When it now again, and I would make a mess. I'd look at it and there'd be dishes in the sink. I'm like, oh, I'll take care of it tomorrow, something like that. So that's kind of the downside of yeah. it. Well, but... it's, it, well, I love to like have a drink and cook at the same time. Ooh. I'll be the person that um, I'm the person that cooks for my family. Like we, I have a huge family. I'm one of seven on, on one side. I'm the oldest of seven on one side. Oldest of three on another. Um, my parents split when I was a, a kid, but. At my mom's side, a lot of times I'll just roll up with the rig and mm -hmm. cook, and I'll yeah, smoke ribs, and mm -hmm. I'll smoke ribs, and you know do whatever for the whole family. But I enjoy it, man. And then I'll I'll have a couple drinks and hang out and cook and let everyone else eat, yeah. and then eventually I'll make yeah. me a plate. And that's the way I'm too. Yeah. I, I made it for everybody, yeah. and then they're like, you know, Ben, are you going to eat? I'll eat in a minute. Yeah, yeah, eventually. Because my goal was not for me to eat. My goal was to prepare food for you see, to see, see your you reaction. Enjoy it. See if you enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, and then to me, that's yeah. the and best it's like thing. I don't want to praise if you, if you didn't like it. Tell me why you didn't like it. Okay, yeah. was it too dry? Was it a bit too uh, yeah. savory? Was it yeah. a bit too? I had somebody spicy? told me that one time, and I was like, well. <laughs> Get somebody else to make it for you then. <laughs> but no, I think it's a very it's interesting because it, and so you being a, being at home with your son, you're just yeah. having to cook. So I started cooking dinner every night, and when my wife would come home, I would I'd prepare a plate for her. I'd set it aside because this was the thing my mom used to do for me when I when I would work in Hawaii. Um, I would get off work at nine, and sometimes I'd catch the bus or something, or I'd, I'd they'd leave the car for me, and I'd come home. I wouldn't get home until sometimes ten o'clock, and there was always a plate on the stove in foil yeah. and it was dinner yeah. and I and I, I knew every day I came home I didn't have to worry about I'm hungry and so again to me and that's another thing good too. This, that's was, this wasn't fish sticks and yeah, french no, fries no no it wasn't it was yeah. and, and so to me I think that's one of the greatest ways to show love is to prepare something for somebody and in the way that they like it and then to watch them enjoy it is like watching somebody look at one of my paintings and go wow that's amazing yeah that I yeah that's I can extremely relate to that because like when I I grew up with a single mom most of the time I, of course I grew up seeing my dad too but I was living with my mom most of the time and she did cook quite a bit but a lot of times it would be shortcut things to I mean she had to she was working as a hairdresser full time and mm. raising me and my brother until wow. she remarried and so sometimes we had those Totino mm. pizzas and mm. the the kick cuisine thing mm -hmm. TV dinners and shit but then she would cook a lot too and and I can I can respect it now but i remember being younger and not wanting to try something her getting so frustrated with us mm, yeah. she spent all that time to cook a real meal and then we didn't yeah. we didn't even want to try it so now i'm like holy shit oh i'm such God. an asshole man because like you know what i mean yeah and now i'm like i eat anything there's only like a select handful of items wow. that i don't enjoy yeah. 
And um, so I took a lot of those home cooking recipes uh-huh. that I remember growing up that I liked from my grandparents um, on both sides. My dad enjoys to cook, too, and my mom. They don't cook as healthy as I would yeah. like, you know, but yeah. cooking healthy is boring, but it doesn't have to be. There's right. ways to make things. So what I did is when I moved out on my own around uh, 17 years old and got my own place, I started cooking. And I would I, I started with Hamburger Helper, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and I graduated to enchiladas and stuff like that, you know, whatever. And I, <laughs> yeah. I started looking at things and trying to figure out how to make stuff in bulk that I could eat on for a couple of days so I didn't have to cook mm-hmm. every night. And I started tweaking recipes once I got into the fight stuff and the lifting weight stuff. Um, to where I could do like less gluten, less fat, and still make it taste good. Mm-hmm. And then I would trip up my dad, and I'd be like, "Hey man, try this." And I'd cook some stuff, and he's like, "Damn, it's good." And I'd be like, "I tell him it's healthy." He's like, "Oh man, shit." <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. So, um, but that's one of my things. Is like I, I try to, I, I love to cook, and I and I and I'll splurge and eat something like mm-hmm. that's necessarily not great for you every now and then. But yeah. I love to find a way to, to make it somewhat healthy. Right. You know, whether it's using a different type of oil, right. using a different type of flour base. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Before we run out of time, I, I, oh, dude, I was, we're good. I've we're good. Thinking, we're rolling. Okay, good. I was thinking about you get to ask people tons of questions. You yeah. get to do it. I'm going to be DJ for a moment and Go for ask it. DJ cool. certain questions. So, when you started this, okay, obviously you you talked about you had a need to get people to tell their story, to talk about what it is that makes them who they are, yeah. and what in the year and a half that you've done this, what have you learned about people that you had no idea man that's a really crazy question okay i've learned a few things the i would say the most um game-changing thing that i've learned is that every single person is a bit timid to tell their own story because they're a bit worried about how it may be perceived and what i always feel like i try to do here is like drag it out of them slowly Mm -hmm. where they're comfortable and then they go back and listen to it and they're like so and so my friends said they loved it and they loved it and loved it and then they they feel a little more confident and that's been something that i've you know the first and foremost thing that i've realized has been really great is people feel more comfortable after they come on here about talking about themselves in a positive manner yeah you know whether it be some things that trials and tribulations they went you know through or you know some good things they've been through but not trying to boast about it that's been the most i think game changing thing mm-hmm. aside from that man just realizing that i know and i say a lot of cliche shit on here yeah. because we live a lot of cliche Hear a lot of cliche statements, but you, really, but you don't even we yeah, you don't read into it. So I read into everything now, and I, these cliche things that I hear said, you know, it's like, um, don't judge a book by its cover. Mm-hmm. That's so fucking cliche, yeah. and it, but you really can't, man. There's so many layers to people, and once you get to sit down and have a conversation, no matter if it's a different uh, sexual orientation, a different religious belief, different political belief. All that washed out. I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to sit down and learn who that person is. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just think that's. I had no idea I would be doing this and make having a good time doing it. It's insane to me. So, of all the people, obviously, present company involved, your favorite guest. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of who, course. Uh, who have you had that you're like? I'm. I. I want to say that you're so glad you had them on your program, but that you you got more out of it than you ever thought you would have by listening to. Because I've listened to some of the ones people that you've had, yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, just their personal stories and 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 how you. And sometimes I think, and when I see you doing it, I think you're so busy absorbing what they're saying, so that that you could talk that you don't get the opportunity 
to listen to it like we get to listen right. to it. Right. Uh, yeah, and and I'm bad about not going back and listening to it because um of how I don't want, I just want don't want to critique myself. Yeah. You know, at first I did, but I get better, you know, like don't say uh as much. Don't say right. Yeah, uh-huh. You know whatever. Listen to people, you know what that, you know, give someone a chance to talk. I'm bad at interrupting this hence the name of the fucking podcast. <laughs> but it's like, "Hey man, if I got something to say, I'm going to say it real quick." Right. Um I, man, it's that's really hard. I feel like I swear I swear, every time I do one of these shows, I'm like, that's the best one yet. That's the best one yet. <laughs> um, I will tell you this. the Probably the most the most um, moving one, for sure, is Barbie Thomas. No, she's no relation to me, but she um, is a, um, and I hope she's listening or watching this at some point. She is a double arm amputee. Yeah, since she was, since she was, two, you didn't. You, I, I started listening, yeah, and I was you like, got to, dude. I was like, you, okay, you I have I, to. I so that was the, the most emotion, and that wasn't was mentally, and that was done. Yeah. yeah, that was done via Zoom. But if you have time to appreciate, um, I'm one of those people that's kind of aggressive with like, um, you know, kind of motivating people and stuff uh-huh. like that. And if you sit down and listen to that, your problems are absolutely. You don't uh-huh. have any. This woman lives her entire life with her feet. Uh-huh. She has no arms. Uh-huh. She drives. She works. She cooks. For, she has kids. She cooks for them. You know they're grown now. Yeah. I mean, this, this since she was two years old, like that. That one was the most moving to me, I think, and, and amped me up the most. And anytime everyone's like, oh, "I like your show," I like your show, it's like go listen to that one too. If you need a boot, or so, if I hear someone crying about some shit, yeah. I'm like go listen to this. Go, listen go to watch that. this. Okay. You know, and I will say this, and that's interesting too, because I actually have like on my phone, I have you know screenshots of stuff that like I'll see somebody painting with their with their teeth. Yeah. I'll see somebody painting with their feet and they're making yeah. beautiful. And I'm thinking, okay, Ben, what is your, what is, what is your problem? Are you just, are you just being a little bitch or are you, are you, you really having a, a problem because there's a way to overcome everything. If your desire to accomplish in your, if your goal is greater than your fear, yeah, you got to look past that. So like this, the, Point in case, this is way bigger than me at this point. Yeah. Um, people like it. They get something out of it. They listen to it. They're subscribing to it. There's a lot of people all over the United States and, and abroad. It's bigger than me. but I'm, So I'm like, okay, I'm not going to get hung up on what I think about mm-hmm. it. What's the important part here? Do you still savor that still, drink? I mean, that was, that no, was seriously. Really good. It, smell it and see if you smell like coffee. and. Man, mine's gone. And still, you'll still smell yeah, it. Yeah, I still smell it. You still smell it's, the aroma. It's got a coffee and a, and a, yeah. a chocolate flavor. Okay, so that, I didn't mean but, no, you're good, man. Right. I'm, but that's the, that's the <laughs> that's the Vulcan, the, yeah. the Vulcan, yeah, the Vulcan one. one. Yeah, that yeah. one. Oh, I don't even know where I was going with that. I was just no, saying, yeah. like, basically, is that you have a task at hand. You have to look at the bigger picture. Right. You know, it's not about you. Get over yeah. your insecurities yeah. and get the shit done. You know what I mean? And I, I mean, and I've been surprised. I've been um, not shocked because you know you could you could sell ice to an Eskimo, but. What I what I do like is the amount of diversity that you have in 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 the types of guests that you have. Because I remember when we first sat down, we talked about it, you know, even you know, Will was talking about, oh, you know, we can talk about how we have how we do different things, how we, you know, our goals and things like that. And you said, Well, Brilla, I just really want to talk about, you know, what makes you you. Yeah. And and I think a lot of cause to me, one of my favorite things to, to do when I was a, a manager with with um, uh, when I managed golf properties and I had to hire people, I had a question that I would ask people at the end of the interview, and I would tell them, "Look, I said this does this has no effect on your interview. You don't have to answer it if you don't want to, but I have a question for you." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "What is the last book that you read?" Okay, because you can learn. I could learn a lot about a person by the last book that they read. Because, again, the most valuable thing you have is your time, and this person took time mm-hmm. to listen to this or to read it or to something, and. The people that I thought would read certain books 
didn't. Yeah. I had a CPA one time and, and, and she's like, oh, I, I just read this book about something like that. And I was like, oh, really? You know, that's fascinating. And I, when I was very young, I heard, I heard something and it stuck with me since I was young. And it said, the person you're going to be five years from now depends on two things. The books you read and the people you associate with. Yeah. And when I first heard that, I told myself, I'm going to flood my brain with as much knowledge as I can about what it is I don't want to do, who I want to be. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try to hang out with people or try to be around people that are like that. And that's one of the reasons I love that my son is in Dallas. Not because he gets to drive Ferraris, not because, you know, <laughs> that's I, mean, the, that's I, one I, reason. I drove Lamborghinis when <laughs> I was a kid. That's so one I mean, reason. You know, but what I love about it is the fact that he gets the opportunity to see so many different types of people mm -hmm. and he gets the opportunity to relate to them and he'll drive them home or he'll take them, you know, back to their, their house or to someplace after they drop off their car. And he has learned, I think more about how people are different and the same. I love that you brought that up and I'm going to interrupt you for a second. I'm sorry. Ahead. I have to. Yeah. Okay. So all of you that are listening from that small ass town, just like the one I grew up in or watching or maybe the same town, you have to get your ass out of there and go meet people. You have to. You cannot sit in that box and judge people based on race, based on sexual orientation, based on political beliefs, anything like that, when you have not experienced the world. <clears throat> the biggest culture shock to me, it wasn't a shock. It was refreshing. And for me to be from someone who's so inside the box, I was in the oil and gas industry for so long, and you only run into type, one type right. individual in that industry. Yeah. Asshole that works hard. You know, that's it. That's it. Yeah. Every now and then, they'll stick a pretty girl in there and try to sell somebody something because, you know, it's just like... <laughs> You know, send a cheerleader. Pretty girl, you mean female, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's like sending cheerleaders to uh, army base. You know what right, I mean? Right, what do you yeah. expect? So, like, you, you, I went to Chicago for a trip. Um, I was working. I was helping this publishing company do some ads for um, a magazine they had in these affluent neighborhoods. And I went to this to Chicago, and I literally went by myself. This was probably in two thousand and fourteen or fifteen, something like that. Um, and I got off the the plane, got to the airport, got to the you know hotel, whatever. And I said, okay, I want to go. I was, I believe, I was at O'Hare, so I was a little outside of the uh, city. I wanted to go into the inner city. I was like, I want to go inner city mm -hmm. and I'll experience downtown Chicago. Mm -hmm. And so it was like a thirty minute Uber so ride. You never saw uh, National Lampoon's Vacation, then? Yeah. What you're <laughs> <laughs> but so I, I go downtown Chicago, and I'm just like walking around. I'm like, there's so many different types of people, and I'm sure like any any big cities like that, mm -hmm. Dallas is too. But Dallas is still a really broad. Right, right, right. This is all stacked on top right. of each other, and I'm walking through there, and every and I just remember this vividly because when I come home, I was telling everybody, man. I've never been around so many different type of people in one viewpoint. Mm -hmm. Like if I turn here. Mm -hmm. There's a gay person, a Chinese person, a black person, a Hispanic person. You know, just so many different types of people melted together mm -hmm. and all living together and not no no divide, no bullshit, no right. you know. Right. And I and I come back home and anytime people bring that up, I'm like, man, that was just so vivid to me because I come from such a small concentrated area, right. you know. And there may be like one type of those individuals mixed right. in our crowd. These are people everywhere, and it doesn't even matter anymore. And so the fact that you said that's important because that's going to give him what he needs. And he's getting it way earlier than I did. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, and it is. And, and what I like about it, too, is we've, we've had the opportunity. Art, My art has actually gotten us the opportunity to be part of so many wonderful things with Ferrari and the people in it. And we've made such wonderful friends and, and, and great acquaintances. And we have a very good friend of ours, Wilfredo, who has a, Lamborg a Lamborghini, a Ferrari, and a, and a Nissan GTR. And he let us take the GTR down to Austin with him. And, yeah. and you know, we, we had such a, an amazing time. And we have friends like the Shrees who um, they have Bugattis and all these things. But if you met them, you would 
you would forget that the Bugattis are here. You would forget that the Lamborghinis are here yeah. because having the conversation with this individual is so much more stimulating mentally than that car well, ever these could are people, be. These are type of people that are buying those vehicles, appreciating them for what they are, not to use them to flaunt. I'm assuming, you know, well, knowing yeah. your I mean, personality. And, 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 you know, they're, they're, I have a very good. I mean, John Taylor. Every time it comes to car event, he's wearing um, cargo shorts and sandals, yeah. and he's got a LaFerrari. Yeah. You know, I mean, but they're wonderful people, and what I love about my son being in, uh, around all those people is, first of all, I want him to see that they're no, not really different than him. Exactly. They just had the opportunity to take advantage of something, and they grew it. Mm-hmm. You know, they weren't just born into it. And then also that that he will learn. What I love him telling me about is when he says, "Dad," he goes, "I took somebody home, and we we're going back through these roads, and there was these, all these these trees and everything, and all of a sudden we came across this gigantic gate." You know, went through the gate and then we went down this thing and there was a car, there was a garage that opened up and it had every model of this. It goes, and do you know how come I know he was rich? Or, you know, or, and I'm like, because the car goes, no, he goes, because I never even heard of his name. Yeah. I don't even, I had no idea who he was. Yeah. And I'm like, you're understanding what true wealth is. Yeah. It's not that person. It's not the Kardashians. It's not, you know, mm-hmm. the people that you yeah. see every day. It's the people who have done things that you would not have no idea that they're that kind of person because they don't flaunt it. Why? Because they don't need to. Yeah. Because they, like you said, they bought the Bugatti, they bought that because they enjoy it. Yeah. You know, they enjoy not it. Because, they enjoy it for the machine, not yeah. for the flaunt. You know, yeah. I mean, and, it's a, it's a fine tuned, amazing fucking machine. Like it just is. Yeah. Like, it's, yeah, I know. <laughs> and it's funny. Um, uh, uh, this guy, Shmi 150, uh, I think is his name, but he was in, uh, he's a YouTube guy and he was in, um, uh, Dallas when Mayor took a delivery of one of his brand new, uh, Lamborghini Aventador SVJs. Oh my God, it's absolutely gorgeous. And when you see Mayor in that video and he's like, beautiful cars, I'm like, oh, thank you very much. That's how he is. Mm-hmm. That's how his family... They, they are the most humble people that you'll ever meet. They're people who who were smart. His dad started out as a butcher mm-hmm. in South Africa. And to, his dad's supposed to be writing a book, I believe. Um, um, uh, so Mayor and Pavan, tell your dad to write his book. Um, <laughs> but when you listen to his story, you're drawn to, to his energy and you understand, okay... Now I see he doesn't have a special he didn't he doesn't have a special magic ball that tells him make the he has something about him that says I'm not going to quit I'm not going to to settle for less than I want you know and when I and when I and I thought he was like you know 30 years older than me he's like 10 years older than me and I'm like oh my <laughs> god you know and so and, wise it's yeah it's so wise but uh, and he's and so he's a wonderful person. and and what I love is that my son has the opportunity to spend time with those types of people yeah there's something to be said um and I've noticed a lot since I, I just because I'm in the business of working with multiple businesses so I get to meet different types of people every single day just like you do and um it's very there's something to be said about being able to engulf yourself into those areas and basically learning from these people you know all right so this is this is going to be all right this is a red all right all right so this is wet eye red eye louis whiskeyla rye whiskey and tequila okay it sounds horrible it probably is but i had to get it because it is saint patrick's day and i wanted to give and you're, at least you're wearing green. I don't. I got no green, but that's okay. It's okay, man. I wanted to give the Irish a little bit of credit today. That so. is a cool logo, though. It is cool. That, is really that stood neat. out to me first. I was like, "What kind of tequila is that?" And I read it. And I was like, eh, "And I passed. It. I'm not gonna lie. I passed it up. Kept shopping. Come back yeah. to it. I was like, this would be something to end it on." And you know, that's one of the things I love about the um, the liquor. Oh, wow, that's dark. Sounds like a bad urine sample. <laughs> it's like you got a urinary tract infection, son. Um, but but when I go down those. Like the aisles in those, it's like Toys R Us for an adult. It really was. I was like, 
I don't walk in. Yeah. I was. I went to. I believe I went to Specs in Dallas or uh-huh. Fort Worth, and um, man, I couldn't make my mind up, and I was like, well, you know, there was a few things I was looking for they didn't have, but you know, anyways. Oof. Whoa. I mean, it's not horrible. It kind of has a sweet smell. That's what I'm saying. It's really. It's it's a strong yeah, it sweet, a sweet smell, smell, which I want to think. But um, one thing I was saying is that. Like over there, I was asking a guy if he had a certain type because I, I had read something about it. He goes, he goes, man, he goes, we have pallets and pallets and pallets of tequila at the customs just waiting for a distributor. Yeah. Because a lot of people make these tequilas, but nobody's going to distribute them. So you have tons and tons of different things. So when you go down there, you go, okay, this tequila is this, this tequila is that. It's very, you know, it's like trying to pick, trying to pick a car sometimes, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, which one, well, what do you want? What's your, you know, thing, but I'm sure there's a bunch of great flavors out there that nobody's discovered yet because nobody's picking them up because the rock isn't behind it because, no shit, dude. you know, yeah, his is good, but that right there, that Vulcan, yeah, oh my God, man, that, that is amazing. Like I'm going to, I'll plug all that right. all day long. Let's try this. Let's time. do it. That's one. Look at the Irish. Oh man, it's bad. <laughs> I don't even know what you should mix I think, that I think with. All my muscles and my neck just tightened up. I don't um, even know what you should mix that with. Uh, it's not okay. It's not horrible, but it's no. bad compared to the past three. It has. It has. I don't want to say it in a weird way, but it has conflicting flavors. Yeah, it does. It, it's it got, hits you hard at first, and then it eases off at the end. Yeah, it's got a nice little thing, but and. Yeah, it's got an after flavor that's and I, and again now if this was the first one we drank we might have been like oh wow, that's really a really neat flavor yeah, but we drank it behind that great yeah, stuff behind, yeah this, I'm just keep going back to this <laughs> I gotta finish it man come on man no, it is come very on, good man. I'm like but what's funny uh, is it's if I, I go back and I taste the, this I'm just gonna take it to the dome this makes me a good um, I got a designated driver so I'm good what's <laughs> going to get me oh man mm. it bites at first it, I don't know a lot of that stuff hurts all the way. That one bites at first, and then it eases off. There's a flavor there. It's almost like a licorice. Um, um, I think it's a yeast flavor. It's a bready, bready kind of flavor in there. It might be the, the whiskey, whiskey or something like the that. Damn but. corn, that whiskey, man. Wow. Yes. It's like a bag of popcorn. Oh, that, I want to talk about something real quick. We're okay. talking about food. Let's go back to food real quick because okay. we didn't talk about it enough. So I remember you uh, hearing the other day you were advocating corn tortillas and and enchiladas. Yes. Oh. I love that you're so authentic when it comes to um, Mexican Hispanic food mm-hmm. because I love I love I've never been to Mexico. I plan on doing that in the next year hopefully. Mm-hmm. But I love Mexican food. Mm-hmm. Love it. And not Tex-Mex, authentic Mexican. Right. But one thing that I do enjoy is that a lot of authentic Mexican doesn't use or Hispanic however you want to refer to it doesn't use a, a shitload of salt. Mm-hmm. You know, it's more about the spices and blending mm-hmm. things together. And then what we've done in the States is just dumbed it down with putting damn, you know, fajita mix on shit and throw yeah. it in there and calling it Mexican food. Yeah. And the people that put flour tortillas and damn enchiladas, man. <laughs> I couldn't. I want some enchiladas made with flour tortillas, I please. I couldn't, I couldn't handle it because I, I'd seen something. And my, my, my beautiful daughter, she makes me, um, will make me make some enchilada dishes. Um, and she uses like a, a, a flour tortilla. Because um, it's you know what the recipe calls for, and I, I will say yes, flour tortillas are easier to work with than corn tortillas, Most especially because they're so small. But hey, it's a, like you but, said, it's an art form. You should know me, how to do it right. The flavor, oh man, I'll make like a, a an enchilada, a green enchilada thing. And my wife bought me some. Um, uh, I love hatch chili. I like oh, it I red. Too. I like it green. I have a forty pound bag of dried red chili, and I'll take it and I'll you know I'll husk it. I'll take all the seeds out. I'll boil it. And I got to do this when nobody's home because it's like yeah, Iraq. It, yeah, it's gonna okay. Yeah, it's gonna load but up the, load up the hood. The, yeah, it's like wow, you know, you're coughing, you're coughing and bleeding. 
bleeding um, out of your eyeballs, and then I'll hey, you know, it's a good it's a good purge. I'll though. take it and I'll I'll freeze some of it and I'll use it for my red enchiladas, you know, and and I love that that heat. And again, most of the time, it's not so much that I'm excited about having red enchiladas with with an egg on top. It's because when I have those red enchiladas with an egg on top, it takes me back to my grandmother's mm-hmm. house. And the flavor. If it was just any other kind of chili, it'd be like, okay, this is just this is just some tortillas with a red sauce on top yeah. of it. You know, I know when I eat that, that's when I know you're not getting it out of a fucking bottle, man. Yeah. Like I and I understand everyone lives a fast paced life, but like here's my thing. Like over during during COVID, uh, especially the first part of the lockdown for the first two months, I started cooking a lot because I was going to I like I go out of my mind when I don't have anything to mm-hmm. do. You're the same way. And so here recently, in, in, we had the little snowstorm in Texas, Louisiana. Everything was shut down. Uh, we couldn't do shit. We couldn't even drive hardly. Um, I cooked a lot during that time, yeah. too. And I love to cook, but being being by myself a lot, I don't get a chance to cook unless it's for uh, an event or a family get-together right. or something like that. But doing those things is just like even if you just take one week, I mean one day out of the week, just to sit down and prepare a meal like properly. And everyone's like... These people are like, I can't cook. I'm like, dude, it's 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 yeah. not rocket science. Yeah. You literally, it's it, these are things you can watch it's YouTube yes, and learn. So this simple. is not like trying to fix a printer or a car watching yeah. YouTube, um, which some people can. You well, know, my, but my wife did this keto thing a while back. I think it's Premier Protein or some Pure Protein. So it was worked really well for her. And like all our all our meals had to be a specific thing. So I'm like, okay, if that's how they have to be, then I will buy the ingredients for that mm-hmm. and I will make it like that. Mm-hmm. And what's interesting is that. When I make it for her, obviously I want to eat it too, mm-hmm. and it was very healthy for me too. So, in a byproduct byproduct of it was like, yeah. And I was cooking this amazing dishes that were like, these are great, and I'm like, this is healthy. Mm-hmm. Well, isn't well, than even that? even you cooking the legit enchiladas versus the stuff out of a can and pre mix and all the seasoning is still healthier, yeah. in my opinion, because you're you're using real peppers, using real spice. Um, oh, poblanos, mm-hmm. they're not talked about enough. I love them. They're good. Um, I like I that. I li- and the poblano, and that's a, th- a lot of people think. Um, now, a hatch green chili is a, a breed of a poblano, but hatch chilies only grow in one part of the America and the U.S., and that's Hatch, New Mexico. Okay. And in order for something to be called hatch chili, just like tequila, mm-hmm. it's got to be come from a specific place. Mm-hmm. So some people sometimes I'll have like I'll have some um, uh, a chili relleno, and they're like, okay, well you know it's, it's, we got it says poblano, like okay. What kind is it? Is it a hatch green chili poblano, or yeah. is it just a, a, a green chili, yeah. an Anaheim poblano? Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, it's this. Okay, well, there is a different flavor. Mm-hmm. There's a different smokiness. So there's a different. But I love that flavor. Uh, it's just not used a lot, you oh. know. Especially, I mean, I'm sure it is closer to Mexico, you know. Well, what's funny is I've been to Mexico many times, and um, I didn't like the food. I mean, I liked the food that I would eat with my family. Yeah. But I didn't like the food when we'd like we go out and we'd have like some tacos. I'm like, this is not a taco. It, what well, do you think it's because for tourists and you know? Stuff I like think that, for I think, think for a lot of it, it was it was the tourist the yeah. tourism because they're like, okay, we make the drinks strong, mm-hmm. we make the food eh, yeah, cheap, cheap, you know, and yeah. that's that's how a lot of man, heck that's how a lot of places here do it. You know, yeah. the drink strong and the food cheap, but. You know, there's it, a lot of it is it's very just like these. It's simple ingredients. It's it's just making sure. And my wife, what's funny is, my wife says you don't use enough salt when she cooks. She, I always like when I make her something. She always I always give her the salt and pepper too. I'm like I know I, did, I know I didn't put enough salt and pepper in there for you. 
So yeah, I don't use much of that stuff, but there is something to um. If you haven't, you were talking about wagyu earlier. If you have a good, if you have a good red meat, mm-hmm. you don't need you don't need no other seasons, but a little bit of salt and a little bit of pepper. Yeah, that is it. Don't kill it. Don't 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 overpower. It's got its flavor. You just basically you're 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 enhancing it by by doing these little things. You know, you don't if you have to pour a bunch of stuff on it. It was bad meat. And hey, bro, that's it. life, isn't it though? Yeah, it is. I mean, I don't it mean is. to get too deep, but think about it. it. You know what I mean? It like, is. I mean, that's. If you can't enjoy it for what it is and try to cover it up with something else, and it, initially that that bad's still going to yeah. seep out. And you know what's funny is, is I like that again about your guests. In the very beginning, they're one person. Not, I won't say they're, one, they're two different people, but they are the person that they they want people to see mm-hmm. in the very beginning of the episode. And by the time that they're at the end of the episode, they're who they really are. Yeah. And I I like that about that. But had we not have long enough time to drag that out of them, then you wouldn't yeah. get that. You know what I mean? But I will say this about you, DJ. You are the same person. I met, what, three years ago? Can we meet about three years ago? We can't play? When did you start? Could, yeah, it was three years. Yeah, over three, yeah over it three was years ago. 17. Yeah. Yeah. 17. You're the same guy from then as you are today. And you won't, honestly, you've, you've, you've actually gotten smarter. And, 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 and when I say smarter, you've gotten slower. Yeah. Not slower, like, no, you know, mentally, no, but you're like, you take your time when you, you know, yeah. it's I not a race. That. Everything's not a race. It's like, okay, you know what? I'm going to take my time here. We're going to make sure we get what we want we're not just going to go from and that's one thing the thing i see a lot of people do they're like they just want to do something so they can finish it they want to they just want to get like from here to here and they dude, never I they fucking, never think dude, about i'm in love with the fucking process bro yeah i'm in love with the process and i'm so aware and people are like why do you why are you like you are i'm like i'm aware as fuck dude and they're like what is that what do you mean man you, you're, you're being I'm boastful aware. You're, you're being boastful or like you're being like big-headed or conceited i'm like no fuck that i don't think i'm in, better than anyone else but i can tell you this I'm usually the most aware person in the room. I pay attention to everything. Why? Because why not? If I'm going to spend my time doing something, put every bit of energy into it, I can. You know, I mean, like... The, the post- and you're an artist. This right here, what you do, this is a product of well, I mean, this is an yeah, art. Dude, but aren't we all in some form? You know what I mean? We are, but I don't think I don't think we take I don't think we recognize it in the fact that we take pride in it. Yeah. Because now some you have what's called you know you know a tortured artist, and I've seen a few of them. I've been a tortured artist, I guess myself every now and then too, because you're trying to express externally how you feel internally. Right. And it's very difficult, but it's almost like you know everything I create is 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 crap. Well, why are you creating it? Because every, because this is how I feel. Okay, well, then it's not crap because it's truth, you know? And um, <laughs> some more. I mean, might as well, <laughs> well, well, well end it on a good note, so, not a bad one. But, uh, uh, yeah, let's end it on a good note. Um, but, you know, art is, and they always say, oh, art's in the eye of the beholder. Well, a lot of it is is understanding why the artist did that. Now, some artists do things because they can sell it. Yeah. It's like, oh, I can be good. Yeah. And some artists do it because... Nobody listens to them. Um, they felt, you know, that alone or, or, or abandoned, and they feel that this is how they can can uh, tell people who they are by, by doing certain things. And then some people just do it because they see something in their head and they want to get it out. But I love all kinds of different art. I When I became a painter, I wanted to, to be the guy that made a painting that looked like a photograph. And somebody looked at it and go, oh, that's a picture. No, it's a painting. You, did a, you redid a mural in a church. I actually, I painted a mural in a church. That was oh, you painted one. I painted that was that. so that was from scratch. That was from scratch. And that was how big was that? It was big. That was like four feet high and eight feet wide, or I mean, something was, like that. It, it, it was, was large. That was very big. And what's funny is that kind of started me painting again. Um, and and another thing too is I hate getting paid for my work. I know it's a horrible thing to say. I hate getting paid for it because 
to me, it, it, it puts a level of pressure on me that somebody's giving me something. I'm producing something for somebody because they're paying me to do it. Right. I get you know, it. That's why I like making a painting, and yeah. then if somebody wants to buy it, that's something else. Okay. You know? Yeah, I get it. Um, I don't do it because somebody wants to buy it. But then I have people say, hey, can you do this for me? And I'm like, you know what? I can. And I've only taken like two or three commissions. I've had a lot of people ask me to do stuff, but I've only taken two or, two, two or three commissions because I've either really loved the person who asked me to do it, knew that they have they already had pieces of my work and they just wanted something in addition to it yeah. or because I felt that what this person wanted I could give them what they wanted and I could do it in a way that made them happy and they appreciated it because it was, I'm the one that did it not because you know oh I got online and found an artist who can make me a <laughs> like, like you guys oh I found I found I, you know I went on Amazon I, I found some company that will make me a logo yeah you I know? mean it, my thing is like with, with our industry is like um, it's it's relationship based business man you know it just is like and that's the best it's so good that's some good mm. stuff right there yeah mm. the best I mean oh. the best business is the one that means something you know what I mean no matter what the no matter what the service is I've had I've had most meaningful you know, crosstalk and relationship building over stuff that did not make me any money mm-hmm. versus I've made a lot of money off stuff that I could care less about, yeah. you know, and it's not a, but that's what I appreciate about, appreciate about you is you're, you're cut from the blue collar cloth, you know what I mean? But you appreciate the finer things, not, not too flaunt, but just like, yeah, no, I, no, I understand I, the value right, of it. Right. <laughs> and, and that's, that's me too, man. I, I don't, you know, I don't run around and try to dress expensive and all that. But when the time comes, if I want to pay for a very expensive meal from a very great place like Perry's, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. that's that it's worth that money because they're taking the time. They're, they're not, right. they haven't copy and pasted the recipe. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. And in fact, the first time we had, my son and I had a five Wagyu was at Perry's in Austin when we went down there. Uh, and we, it was so funny, we parked, the, uh, we parked the three cars right in front. We had the Ferrari, the Lamborghini, and the GTR, and we were having dinner. And then this guy brought over these shots of Don Julio. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, like Which 1842. Bottle? I'm not, like, I'm not like, a big like, fan of Don Julio. Well, I'm not a big fan either, but this yeah. is like the but big hey, brown yo, bottle. That's the good stuff. This is a big okay, brown okay, bottle, right? And the guy, says, the guy says, um, uh, a gentleman wanted to buy a shot for, the, for the, 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 the people that have the cars out front. You know, one guy owned them, you know, but we're all sitting at the table. And so he bought... Three shots for mm-hmm. each of us driving the car. And Probably I was like, dollars for the shots. Yeah, and I was like, that's really neat. Not, and, and we don't even know who the guy was, but the fact of the matter is he appreciated that. Your taste. The taste of yeah. it. You know, I'm going to buy a person yeah. because you know what? They understand. There's a difference quality. between rolling up in one of those things and getting your little mistress out and just going out because you're going there for status quo. Mm-hmm. And when there is another difference where you made the trip down there and y'all drove together and you you had a good time, you stopped at places and ate and you got there and you knew the end destination. When you all got there, you were going to enjoy something great. You know, there's something to be said about that. It's just different. Well. I guess we can wrap this thing I up. I guess man. we can because we're we about keep, to we're gonna start we're gonna dr- start talking bad yeah, stuff here keep in a minute. Drinking, we're gonna start crying <laughs> or, or offending someone. You know, you know this, what I, mean? I will say no. This this was worth saving. If I'd have had this before beforehand, I I would have probably it would be an empty bottle because that is amazing. But DJ, I am so proud of you, man. You have no idea how proud I am, Thanks, and bro. thank you so much for having me on. I Hell I yeah. watch your show and I'm like. Dude, that's that's awesome. And, well, and I had to bring the the pioneer back on, and well, I was I was yeah. just thinking. I don't even know what sp- we were talking. We were talking about something, and um, I just said, well, let's just do this. Let's yeah. just make this a little segment every now and then. We'll implement this. Yeah. So, when's uh, when's when we're gonna do the next one, man? 
You know what? Um, you tell me when, and if you can't make it, I'll be the one to come and talk to somebody about tequila. Okay. <laughs> I'll be happy to sit in for you on the tequila talk. Man, so uh, anything you want to end with? You got anything you want to drop? Um, you know what, everybody? Just, just think about who you are as a person. Don't let anybody influence you. I've seen so many people that have an opinion about something. Not that it's a bad opinion, but it's what they believe because of who they are and there's not really any reason to go against that. And I've seen a lot of people change who they are in order to become somebody they're not, in order to impress people that don't really give a shit. Yep. And I think if if any of us if any of us just kinda at one point say, you know what? No. At some point in time if we all just say, No, not anymore. Nope, we're we're done. We we've had we've had enough of this. I think we'll be better because then we're honest with each other. Because a lot of stuff that's happening today is dishonesty. Yeah, and we're saying because I'm saying to somebody, oh yeah, oh yeah, no, 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 that's horrible. And maybe I'm thinking, you know what? It's not that bad because da 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 da. But if you say you go against it, that's something else. But um, you know, not that that's something to end on. But I think honestly, the best thing to end on is that drink good tequila with people that you like, that you enjoy spending time with. I have to work itself out. We can close it out right there, bro. All right, brother. Love you. I appreciate you, it. Man. Thank Everyone, you. Everyone, please subscribe to the podcast.